Welcome to the Agency Profit Podcast, a show dedicated to going deep space on agency operations, which is just as nerdy as it sounds. I'm your host, Marcel Petipoff. I'm the CEO of Parakeeto, a firm that helps digital and creative agencies measure and improve their profitability. Join me as I interview some of the smartest thought leaders and agency owners in our space and go deep into operations, metrics, and all the other things you need to get right so you can spend less time worrying about operations and more time executing on your vision. Hey, what's up? It's Marcel here. And before we start the episode, I've got to let you know that the new Parakeeto course is live. You can go get access to it. And we are right now, if you're listening to this, doing a limited time offer. This is the best deal that we will ever have on the course. And it includes a bunch of bonuses that we're never going to give away ever again. And so if you've ever thought to yourself, man, I would really love to just be able to learn how to do what Parakeeto does and teach my team, give them a resource that they can just consume when they get onboarded so we can start to take control of measuring and improving our profitability, this is your chance to do it. The course covers our framework from soup to nuts, and I poured so much time into making this as complete as I possibly can. So if you're interested in getting access to that, check the show notes for a link. With that, I hope you are as excited as I am about this, and I will let you get to the episode, so enjoy it, and I'll see you soon. Hey, what's up? It's Marcel here from the Agency Profit Podcast, CEO of Parakeeto, agency profitability expert, and I'm jumping in here with another solo episode of the show, which will also, of course, be turned into a YouTube video and a blog post, but ultimately, this piece of content is designed to help you identify the right pricing strategy for your product. See, the challenge that you might be facing is that you see a lot of your competitors doing different things. You're hearing a lot of things in the agency industry about how time materials billing is evil, it's bad, you're um, totally behind the times if you're still doing that. You should be doing value-based pricing, you should be doing this kind of pricing. And maybe you're just having trouble figuring out how to actually make a confident decision in the right pricing strategy for your particular type of service and product. So what I want to share with you today is a simple framework that we use with all of our consulting clients to help them easily identify where they should be pricing their products or how they should be thinking about pricing their products and services in their agency so that they can balance risk because value-based pricing is not for everyone and time materials billing is not for everyone. There's a way to figure out how you should be thinking about that as well as how your pricing strategy should change as your products and services mature. And I'm going to walk you through exactly how we help our consulting clients do this. And of course, we work with hundreds of agencies on agency profitability. And when we go in to do consulting engagements, one of the first things we do is we evaluate their estimation and pricing strategy, and we help them come to a place that is much more sustainable and sets them up for better profitability. And so I want to share with you the same strategies that we use to guide them through it. So without further ado, we're going to dive into the framework. I'm just going to go ahead and share my iPad here and we will dive right in. So what I want to share with you is the agency pricing quadrant. This is a simple framework that we use as a guiding principle to help us identify where we should be landing when it comes to pricing services and products in our agency. So there are a lot of people in the industry that um, talk about pricing as though the only objective of a pricing strategy is to increase the amount of money that you're going to get for the same uh, type of contract. And Yes, ultimately, our objective should be to get paid as much as possible for the same kind of work. That's true. However, there are other factors that need to be balanced in here, which is risk. So the way I think about this is you have this quadrant and there's two axes you want to pay attention to. The first is value. So we're going to have high value here. We're going to have a low value here. 
So let's talk about value for a moment. Um, an example of a high value product. Well, there's two ways to think about value. The first is how commoditized is the product or service that you're selling? And be honest with yourself about this. If you're building websites and you don't have a specialization, you're just, yeah, we build WordPress sites for small businesses, then you are on the extremely low value end of this quadrant because there are a ton of other agencies doing that same kind of work. I can go sign up for a Squarespace account and have a decent website that is, you know, to most of my customers' eyes going to be completely passable for a couple dollars a month. I can whip it together in a weekend. That is a completely commoditized service. However, if you have a specialization and you are offering a service that is perceived as being more scarce because it doesn't fundamentally need to be different, it just needs to be more precise, then you can increase your value with a commoditized service. So maybe you build websites, okay, we understand that there's a lot of people doing that. However, you specialize in doing it for legal firms, you specialize in doing it for um, direct to consumer skincare e commerce brands, you have a specific aptitude, and you know how to build a website for that industry that converts that is unique, you know what works you have an expertise, you're a specialist that can help you go up in the value chain. So that's the first way to think about it is how commoditized is the product or service that you're selling? How much expertise is there out in the world for what you're selling? The second thing to consider on value is what is the relative value of that service to your end client? So the way I describe this a lot of the time, you might've heard me say this on other episodes or in other interviews that I've done is what is the value of a logo? Well, a hard question to answer to the pizza shop down the street that does a quarter million dollars in revenue every year. That logo is probably only worth a couple hundred bucks, but to the airline that has a $50 million print budget and needs to put it on a fleet of airplanes, needs to put it all over um, airports all over the world, needs to put that in their TV commercials. That value is probably much higher. They're probably willing to spend over a million dollars for that logo if nothing else, just to have a sense that they've de-risked it. So there is, yes, an aspect of you know, how commoditized is the service, but then there's also this aspect of what is the relative value of solving this problem or getting this deliverable to this client. And it does change depending on what type of business they run, how severe this problem is, what the magnitude of the challenge is. So consider that as you try to place your product or service on this continuum of high value to low value, right? So that's the first thing you wanna identify where on that vertical line you land. The second thing we wanna to start to consider now is risk. So let's imagine that this is low risk over here and this is high risk over here. So when I talk about risk, the simple way to describe this is how accurately can you predict the volume of time that it's going to take to get this done for the client. So as an example, if you are design pickle and you design simple graphic illustrations, it's, it's fairly, you know, clear cut. It takes you roughly the same amount of time every single time, then you're on the low risk end of the spectrum. If you build websites for legal firms, you've done a thousand of them use the same template every time. It's very predictable. You've got tons of data backing up your estimation and you know that you can get within 10% of your estimate on a consistent basis, then you are in the low risk end of the spectrum. Whereas if you are building custom software products for businesses and you're building things that haven't really been done before on new technology stacks that are not very well supported, you're on the high risk end of the spectrum. It's basically impossible. If that is your set of circumstances to estimate how much time it's going to take to do something. And even if you do come up with an estimate, you've got to put like a 200% contingency on either end of that. So you're in the high risk 
end of the spectrum here. So now that you have hopefully identified where your product or service lands on this continuum, it's going to be somewhere on this quadrant, and maybe it's kind of in a nebulous area. Now I want to talk about how to think through the different pricing strategies that might be appropriate for you. And the first is the high risk, low value product. This is typically where you're going to see time and materials billing. I still think that there's a place for it. So again, if you are a software development shop, you are building, you know, these apps for um, businesses, but it's, it's still very generalized. Um, but it's hard to it's hard to figure out what the scope of that is. You're probably going to bill on time and materials. And the secret here, of course, is you just want to make sure that you have really good ideas about how much it costs you to pay your employees that are doing the work. You mark that up so that you have a good margin, usually between fifty and seventy percent gross margin, and you just try to make sure that you bill as much time as possible to the client. And because the engagement is so high risk, because it's really hard to wrap your arms around what the scope of it is, then you want to make sure that you're sharing some of that risk with the client. And that's what time and materials billing helps you do. Do you want some free resources to help you measure and improve your profitability? If you do, then I want to tell you about our agency profitability toolkit, which you can grab absolutely free in the show notes or by heading to parakeeto.com forward slash toolkit. It's packed with training videos, cheat sheets, templates, and all kinds of other great resources to help you start measuring and improving the essential metrics that are going to drive better profitability in your business. And it's helped thousands of other agencies around the world do the same. So I want to encourage you to go and grab a copy of that. And if you'd rather get in the fast lane and just have our team of experts guide you through the process of measuring and improving your profitability, then I want to encourage you to apply for a consultation at parakeeto.com. And with that, I want to thank you again for tuning in. I hope you enjoy the episode and I'll let you get back to it. Now, if you are on the high risk end of the spectrum, but you're doing higher value stuff, maybe you're building more enterprise type software, you're building custom solutions for businesses that are creating a lot of value, then you might move to what I like to call abstracted TNM. And there are examples of agencies that have done very well and scaled very big doing this type of work. And this is one of my favorite um, actual billing styles for uh, custom software development shops or um, agencies that do custom web development, but do you know stuff that is not so cookie cutter, um, abstracted time materials. So what does abstracted time materials mean? Well, it's basically a way to do time materials billing without ever having the hourly conversation. So Media Monks is a perfect example of an organization that does stuff like this, where they're going to say, well, we're going to give you um, this website. We're going to basically rent you a cross-functional team. It's 10 grand a month for this team, you're going to get a full-time developer, a half a designer, a quarter of a strategist, and some oversight from our senior architect. We estimate it's going to take between 12 and 16 months to do your website. It's 10K a month. And so now, again, you're sharing the risk with the client, but because you're not having a discussion about an hourly rate, you're having a discussion about this is roughly what you're going to get and you're abstracting that out, you can get to a place where you have a higher average billable rate. You're actually increasing that average billable rate. Um, and the value of that service being high allows you to abstract that up to a higher level and have that conversation with the client. So I really like abstracted time materials because again, it mitigates risk. It allows you to have really a good balance of risk in these kind of higher risk engagements, but still allows you to push up and take advantage of the high value nature of the service that you're offering. So abstracted time materials, you're selling longer time blocks that are abstracted away from the hour. 
Now let's talk about low value, high risk. Um, so if it's low value, sorry, low value, low risk. So this is design pickle. This is graphic illustrations generalized for small businesses. This is cookie cutter WordPress websites for small businesses. This is stuff that um, ideally you've done it for a little while. You've got some data. You can estimate these things to within 10%. But unfortunately, it's still a highly competitive market. This is where we get into flat fees, right? So what we do is we take on the risk by telling the client it's X amount of dollars to solve this problem. And what that does is it helps them have a sense of certainty about the price and it helps, you know, decrease their level of anxiety. They have extreme clarity on exactly what it's going to cost to get the outcome. Usually we can also do a really good job of illustrating to them what the deliverable is. And then we can leverage the fact that it's low risk and become efficient as a way to drive down the amount of time that it takes for us to do this thing and get to a place where we can have a higher average billable rate without having to have that conversation with the client. So what sounds better to you? Uh, it's going to be $300 an hour to build your website, or it's going to cost five grand to build your website. Those two things might be exactly the same. You might end up having an average billable rate of $300 an hour after building that website for 5,000 because you were efficient, you had great processes, you had great templates, you had a great system on the back end that allowed you to do it and get to a $300 average billable rate. But of course, you don't have to give the client that sticker shock and that uncertainty and that fear of saying it's going to be $300 an hour and we estimate it's going to cost you about five grand in total. You can just go straight to, yeah, you want that problem solved. This is how much it costs. It's five grand. And then you leverage the low risk nature of the work to drive up your efficiency and in unison drive up your average billable rate. So that's flat fees. And then again, similarly, if you have lower risk type of work that is high value, this is where we get into the value-based conversation where instead of saying, you know, it's X amount of dollars, we say, well, what is the, we, we set a flat fee. These things are very similar. We set a flat fee, but we set that flat fee based on the relative value for the client. So as an example, we're going to do some, um, performance optimization on a website or some conversion rate optimization on an e-commerce website. And we ask them, we think we can double your conversion rate. What is the value of that to you? And they go, oh, well, that's going to give us an extra $10 million in sales this year. And then you would say something to the effect of, well, would you be willing to invest 10% of that $10 million upside in order to, to get there? So in this case, you could get paid a million dollars to do conversion rate optimization. Now you're taking on, again, a lot more risk because you've got to deliver that level of value, but you are hopefully getting such an outsized fee for that, that it allows you to absorb that risk. And even if it does take you more time than you expected, you've got enough margin there that you can absorb that and still come out in a really, really good place. Um, the other highest possible level of value-based pricing is pay for performance, where you might have a lower base fee. So instead of charging them a million dollars for this, you might say, we'll charge you 500 grand for this. Um, but if we actually double your conversion rate, so you need to make sure that you have parameters in there to measure that, um, we want to be compensated, you know, at this rate, or we want a commission on every sale. And that you know, should set you up to make 1.5 or $2 million. So because you're taking on even more risk and you're offering the client a lower floor for their fee, but you're tying it to actual performance, then you should be able to get compensated even more because you've taken on that risk. That's your reward for taking on the risk. So again, 
This is the high level thinking of how we go into a conversation about identifying what is the right way to think about pricing for your product and service. And it's a question of asking yourself how much value and how much risk is there in the thing that we're doing. And this might change from one service offering to another. And it should change as your business matures, because as your business matures, your products and services should become a little bit more clearly defined. You should have more data to back up your estimation. And so you might have things that start here and then slowly make their way up into this direction as you specialize, as you uh, productize, as you gain more data, as you get better at estimating. So that is the high level framework, the agency pricing quadrant. So to summarize, step one, identify the value of your service or product. Step two, identify the risk of your service or product. And then based on where it falls on the quadrant, start thinking about your pricing as it's been described here. Now, a lot of people, again, in the industry believe that time and materials billing is antiquated, that nobody should be doing it. And um, while I do agree that value-based pricing, flat pricing is the way of the future for most agencies and most services, I do believe that time and materials, especially the abstracted versions of that still has a place in this industry to help agencies that take on the riskier types of work to do that without necessarily having to absorb all that risk. So don't believe those that uh, will lead you to believe that hourly billing is nuts in all circumstances. It's only nuts in, I believe, a handful of circumstances, but I think it's a perfectly legitimate way to price if your risk is at a level where you need to do that in order to land in a good place and a healthy place for your business. So if you got some value out of this video and you want to dig into more great resources to help you improve your profitability, make sure you head on over to parakeeto.com. We've got lots of other content just like this. And we have the agency profitability toolkit, which is a set of resources that we use with our consulting clients to help them do better and implement some of the best practices that we teach, complete with videos, tutorials, and trainings on how to use them, benchmarks, KPIs, and all of that good stuff. So feel free to go grab a copy of that absolutely free at parakeeto.com forward slash toolkit, and you'll find links to it in the description of this episode or video or blog, wherever you are consuming this content. So with that, I hope you enjoyed this video, and I will see you in the next one. Cheers. Hey, thanks so much for tuning in to today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you've ever found yourself thinking, man, I get so much value from this podcast. I wish there was something I could do to return the favor. Well, today's your lucky day because you can leave us a review wherever you're listening to this. And it is incredibly helpful. Of course, if you haven't grabbed a free copy of the Agency Profit Toolkit, go and get that. It's got tons of free resources to help you improve your profitability. If you're looking to get in the fast lane and get help from experts to improve your profitability and measure your most important metrics, then apply for a consultation at parakeeto.com. We'd love to chat with you and figure out how we can help. With all of that, thank you so much for being a listener, and we will see you on the next episode.